0: Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening to the Fabrication Friday podcast. I'm your host, Joe Fairley, certified prosthetist, 3D printing enthusiast, and owner of Ascent Fabrication. Fabrication Friday is an all-around fun time where I talk about 3D printing applications, conduct interviews with industry leaders, and much more. Come join us every Friday for an informational discussion around the evolution of the additive manufacturing field and how we utilize various digital workflows and 3D printing methods in our daily work at Ascent Fabrication. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Fabrication Friday podcast. I'm your host, Joe Fairley, here again for another awesome Fabrication Friday. Um, We have been going nonstop the last couple of weeks, uh, coming out with some really, really cool new products for the prosthetics and orthotics market, um, as well as having a lot of really neat outside of the PO field uh, kind of one off projects here and talking to some really interesting people. So, You know, looking forward to heading out uh, this afternoon, actually, to uh, the Boston area, uh, heading out to meet with RLP, uh, Rapid Liquid Print. Uh, Rapid Liquid Print does uh, silicone 3D printing, um, specifically in this kind of elastomeric gel, um, you know, substrate where they have um, the nozzle head or uh, almost a needle, really to inject the silicone into this substrate um, and actually build, you know, your silicone part directly within this gel. And the gel is kind of acting as this uh, support material uh, for silicone printing, which is really, really interesting because that's kind of the, um, you know, the downside of some other silicone 3D printers right now. Um, You know, you either need external supports or you're trying to use different types of silicone that would be, a little bit higher in durometer. Whereas once you start building up a really tall part, um, that part just starts to actually fall over under its own weight um, because the silicon underneath it can't quite support it. So um, RLP, check them out. Um, Definitely going to be a fun afternoon uh, checking out their facility and uh, starting a Pretty neat partnership with them, uh, doing a little bit of work in the prosthetics and orthotics industry for uh, silicone prosthetic liners. Um, so we have our silicone tailored liner here um, that we've been working on uh, with another company out in Poland, V Bionic, for quite some time now. Um, they have an, an awesome process, wonderful products. Um, we're still going to be continuing to work on that as well with them. Um, but just looking for some other options, you know, with, uh, you know, what's going on in the field right now about it if manufacturing, things are blowing up and, you know, new, new companies are coming about every week. Uh, you know, it seems like, honestly, if you're really staying in touch with what's happening in the field, it looks like, you know, things are popping up all over the world every week. Um, and, and those companies are coming out with new and improved uh, 3D printers and filament and, Um, you know, so it's really exciting time and, uh, yeah, looking forward to working with RLP, uh, we'll have some more information from them hopefully bringing them on the podcast here soon too. Um, so getting into the print of the week this week, uh, this was a pretty cool, uh, kind of almost last minute thing. So, uh, we are looking at the, the Q cover. The Q cover is a prosthetic knee cover, microprocessor knee from Proteor. Uh, Protier is a French uh, prosthetic and orthotic uh, manufacturing company, and they have a lot of uh, involvement here in the U.S. as well, as well as other parts of the world. Um, So Protier's Quatre Knee uh, didn't necessarily have a cover when it came out on the market. Um, So I've done a little bit of work with them to uh, come out with some pretty neat designs. And this Q cover is pretty awesome because... Um it's kind of the it's actually the ninth rendition of the of the design itself. Um so V9. Um and honestly, I think it's the best version yet. Uh I I like the modularity of this design. So you have this inner TPU cover um that very, very intimately mates directly over the quattro knee. And You put that on first over the quattro knee. Um, and then it has this outer Q cover armor. Um, that we can, that's printed in PLA, uh, and we can do obviously a number of awesome different, uh, colors and, uh, you know, different designs with that. So, um, that goes on over the TPU cover, um, over the prosthetic knee, um, after the facts there too, to kind of help hold everything together and give it that bit of, you know, rigid, um, structural integrity and for protecting the knee. The Q-Cover V8, um, awesome cover as well, Uh, had a lot of good feedback on it. Um, So it's made out of vario shore. The um, Q-Cover V8 was uh, a little bulky at five millimeters. The Q-Cover V9 is uh, only about two to three millimeters in some places. Um, So a little bit thinner, uh, you know, design with that. And um, you know the vario shore was really really nice because taking an impact from one of these knees, if you're out walking, you know, and you bump it against your car or whatever else in daily life, um, you know, that would be extremely robust in protecting the knee. So depending on the type of person, um, you know the the Shore Q-Cover V8 is going to be, you know, the one that you'd want to go for. We have a number of different colors as well. So not just in black, but in blue, red and green. Um, so, you know, check those out as well. We're going to have, you know, both of those different covers uh, still available and uh, for the prosthetics industry there. Um, but yeah, looking at a couple of these different covers for the Q-Cover Arbor, uh, it's been pretty fun to, you know, do these different different colors. So. Um, You know, looking at the the blue sparkle, uh, the the white marble, the carbon fiber frame, even carbon fiber polypropylene from PP print. Um, You know, that's it's been a fun project. And, uh, you know, what's next outside of that? You know, that's just a cover around the knee. Um, What's next is some modularity in the design even further to have the Q anatomical cover, which the Q anatomical cover pictured here is, uh, more or less a, a custom shapes cover dependent upon three different measurements, one of the calf, one of the ankle, and then an overall height from the top of the quattro knee to the top of the foot shell. And based on those three measurements, uh, we will modify that, um, those circumferences and those, that shape a little bit to then, um, you know, build that cover, uh, exactly over the prosthesis. So, Uh, The Q anatomical cover is getting a slight makeover right now to integrate into the new Q cover V9 and Q armor. So the Q cover uh, V9 as it is right now and the armor only weigh 84 grams each. And uh, the Q cover prints in about four hours and 43 minutes um, and the armor in four hours and 17 minutes on the artillery sidewinder X2. Um, So beautiful prints. Um, you know, definitely want to make sure with both those materials, you know, we'll get into a tech tip later, but dry your filament out, um, you know, TPU, PLA, going to soak up material, uh, soak up water very, very quickly. Um, so keep your filament dry folks. So that's our print of the week this week. Um, you know, last week we got into an awesome conversation with Zach Burhop, um, you know, another 3d printing enthusiast. And, um, you know, I had mentioned, a a new concept coming from us at AscentFab where, you know, we we have all these cool designs, design ideas for different products that we want to come out with uh, that are outside of the prosthetics and orthotics industry um, and kind of outside of like exactly the day-to-day things that we do for, you know, custom projects. So uh, looking for an outlet, a good outlet for that um and you know looking around at, at some of the different options that are out there, you know, you have you have Etsy, um you have uh STL flicks, uh if you're gonna be selling just you know those STL designs, uh Patreon, um, maybe a couple other sites uh that I'm I'm definitely you know forgetting off the top of my head here, Thingiverse, although it's a free, free, mostly free download site. Um you know, so those type of sites uh, would allow someone to upload a design that they have uh, for a specific product um, and, and actually sell that product. Um, whether it's a digital file uh, on some of those sites or like on Etsy, you're actually print, 3D printing the, the object yourself, right? Um, and, then, and then going off and selling that as well. So, you know, just because I know that right now in the 3d printing industry there's a lot of um you know one-off people that aren't necessarily you know associated with different companies um they might be freelancing they might want to you know have a remote position because that works best with their lifestyle um you know i wanted to kind of try to kill two birds with one stone in you know having an outlet for us at ascent fab and other people and other companies to display their, their digital designs um, for STLs as well as uh, physical products, right? So, we three D printed this floating shelf um, over the last couple of weeks, and the floating shelf I'd love. I mean, it's a it's a great you know homey tool to you know either have in your in your home or in uh, in your office um, to display some of your three D prints like we have here. Or just uh, obviously some you know family pictures or something like that uh, could be in a number of different colors. This is made out of PLA. Um, you know we want to start printing more things like this uh, that are going to be used by everyday consumers. Um, so say it's kind of like a cross between Etsy. And you know, maybe sort of Amazon-y where you can just search for whatever homey product, uh, you know, physical product you're looking for, like maybe something from Home Goods too, um, or, or a store like that. And you know, you're looking for something that's practical to use in your everyday life. Um, you know, but you might not necessarily either know or care that it's 3D printed. You're just looking for that object, right? Um, so just because something is 3D printed doesn't mean that in some ways it really adds anything um, you know that that functionally is quite different in in some cases. We could make something physically the same as some products that are out there right now, um, but simply 3D print them. And in a lot of ways, you know, that is very. Um, you know, financially reasonable and um, in in some cases of being able to pick it up yourself in person, um, having those, you know, having a big inventory and in stock can be a little overwhelming for a lot of different, you know, small companies. So being able to print things on demand has that uh, attractive nature too for 3d printing as well, especially if it's not same day, it might be next day. So in the sense of being able to download a file and you're gonna print that yourself in, in your house and use that for something practical, um, or you're a consumer coming to a website and looking for a consumer product. Um, you know, maybe it's something as simple as the, a, uh, this, this paper towel holder um, that we have here in Ascent Fab. Uh, You know, Maybe it's something that you're using for your bathroom, some like a little uh, bar of soap holder you know, some little different objects like that, that right now are injection molded, uh, but it could very easily be 3D printed. And, um, you know, this is kind of the vision that we have as Fab for, you know, things that we could, you know, use 3D printing for that could be still extremely viable financially, as well as time, uh, turnaround time goes. So looking for ways to uh, just stir up creativity, with um you know these different ideas and people all over the world are doing this right now and and sharing their their thoughts and and products online so with all that being said uh, we are coming out with a a new platform a new digital platform called arachnid 3d so arachnid 3d um, is going to be this kind of all in one website where uh, freelancers could go and showcase their their digital files digital work Um, so you could just be a designer Um, we're going to have different level plans for for each of these different options but you could just be a designer and just put out those designs for you know either individuals to download and print themselves or maybe that's going to a company maybe you make something that is one-off or even working on a specific freelancing project for a company So with Arachnid 3D, you could be a freelancer that is um, connected, uh, hence the Arachnid, we're weaving our web, uh, web of connections here with different other companies that are looking for these services for digital designers. Um, You know, there are a number of very, very skilled CAD designers around the world And, um, you know, being able to leverage all of that for the the betterment of some of these companies trying to have very skilled work done um, in a timely fashion, in a financially reasonable um, fashion, you know, is what we're trying to empower and enable um, some of these freelancers to do. You know, there's freelancing websites like Upwork, um, we've tried before, uh, and a few others. You know, but in those respects, you know, you're, you're kind of just left at your own will um, on the freelancing side to all of that, you know, networking is done, you know, strictly on your own. So Arachnid 3D, you're actually going to have support from us to connect you with different opportunities for jobs. Um, so there's also a, a different platform from MF uh, Shapeways called MFG. Where uh we looked at that as well. And you know, there's there's this aspect of like bidding on a project uh, in order to get a project with a certain person. So there might be a, a similarity there with you know having a freelancer through a Rack in 3D bid for a specific project. Um, however, one thing that I didn't like about MFG was that um you never knew if you were going to actually um if you didn't get that project, if that person didn't select you for any, whatever reason, you might not even had, you know, the lowest bid or anything. Um, You know, they might've selected you for some other different quality that you had on your profile. Um, You never actually knew if you didn't get chosen where your bid was, if it was too high, if it was very low, if it was kind of in the middle. Um, So there really wasn't just a lot of feedback, you know, from the, Um, from the manufacturing side of things, whether or not, you know, you're even on the right track for trying to to land some of these clients. So we'd like to empower some freelancers and potentially some, some companies on an enterprise level to uh, reach out to other designers worldwide, to reach out to other companies, to hire industrial design firms for their, for their specific company for a particular project um, one industrial design firm that, uh, that we've done, uh, we haven't quite yet done some work with them, but, uh, I know them very well. The guys at dive, uh, formerly dive design, um, Adam Hecht and Alex Stoll, those guys are awesome. Um, you know, they have some really, really cool connections and ideas. Um, they are also the, um, starters of 3d pets. Uh, 3d Pets is an awesome prosthetics, um, solution for dogs. So brief tangent there, dive design. You know, you could hire a company like Dive to uh, work on a project for you. Um, and then say, you know, maybe Dive didn't have a particular printer um, that, you know, they were going to be capable of printing your uh, component. Well, if Ascent Fab has a particular printer that could print that component, then you could have, you know, that relationship there too, that other connection within your web of uh, through Arachnid 3D to then send that print to Ascend Fab to be able to print. And then that print goes out to you as the end customer being an individual or being a company. Um, so having those different web of connections is something that we're really passionate about and, and forwarding you know, what can be done with 3D printing. So on that side of things with you know the designers who could serve as freelancers for different companies or individuals, um, those same designers um, or others could have a 3D printer. And so they could be makers, you know, this different uh, category of making things. So maybe you're really, really good at 3D printing, um, you know, and you know how to figure out what the design should be printed like. Um, but maybe you don't have the same level of cat experience as someone else does. So you could work with a designer to be their maker and you could be 3d printing products for them um, and, and sending those out to customers or that maker who's already making and designing products uh, can have your products listed on Aracted 3d. So, you know, we're going to have a, a full on uh, platform, uh, shop page for different categories of things that we're printing, um, so you know that's going to be another key aspect of this. So to the point of you know at Ascent Fab, we're coming up with these cool ideas. You know we have the the floating sh- the floating shelf. You know that'll go on a rack in three D shop page um, for consumers to purchase. And there's two other brands that we have come out with now as well. Um, Row 3D. Row 3D has been really fun because I'm personally involved in the rowing industry. My wife is a former elite rower. Um, All three of my siblings have rowed or they're rowing now um, at a very elite level and the college level. Um, And so through this and through Saratoga Rowing Association here in Saratoga Springs, New York, um, we've been printing out some pretty cool rowing parts now for a little while. Um, we have the seat cushion, um, which is uh, printed out of vario shore. has a strap. You're able to um, have a little bit of cushion on the seat in the boat or on an erg, um, and then it has a strap to hold on to the seat in the boat. Um, we have some different spacers for the the boat itself. Um, and, and, and some other products that go on the oars. So, you know, coming up with these new ideas for row 3d uh, this other brand that we have is called printed planter. So printed planter is uh, 3d printed pottery and vases. Um, you know, I, I like to be out in, in my garden and tending to some of the plants and vegetables that are out there. Um, and, and my mom loves to garden. So that kind of spurred the idea there a little bit. Um, I've given my, my grandmothers a couple, couple different, uh, pots now also printed out a very short, actually those nice earthy tones are pretty nice. Um, and they have an additive of silver in them, antimicrobial antibacterial, and, uh, hopefully helping, uh, a little bit of that plant growth. So different brands spurring out of ascent fab row 3d and printed planter. Um, you know, that is kind of the, uh, initial outlet that we had, uh, for putting some of these products out there. However, I feel that if you go on our website right now and you, you see the, the brands and services, um, you know, section up at the top of the page, uh, it, it just kind of gets a little lost. And I feel like, um, with all the different brands, um, you know, the theme of the website is getting a, a little miscombobulated. So there's going to be some website updates coming out soon. Um, to kind of streamline and, and better showcase exactly what we're doing at AscentFab. Um, and, and having a space for those different uh, brands to go to, like Arachnid 3D, uh, is going to be that that new space for them. Um, so we're going to be working on that, Arachnid 3D. Uh, the website is active right now, it's just arachnid3d.com. Uh, definitely go check it out. Give us some feedback, your thoughts on it. would love to hear from you. If you're interested in coming on uh, and being a designer or a maker, or you're at the enterprise level and you're a company looking for these services. Um, and if you're in the prosthetics orthotics market and say you're looking for a digital designer uh, to do your design for you, maybe you have a printer in-house, but you don't have the design capabilities, um, you can hire a prosthetics orthotics designer through Arachnid 3D, uh, who might be, you know, across the world. Uh, we have connections in India actually with a couple, a pair of very, very talented certified prosthetist orthotist who have these design skills as well, uh, with their own company Rhombus. So, um, you know, there, there are those different connection opportunities that will come up through Arachnid 3D. Um, and if you'd like to come on as a beta tester, we're going to be launching, Uh, about probably early October Um, where the next few weeks through September are going to be pretty busy uh, at Ascent Fab, got a lot of things going on. Um, But the, about the first week of October, we're going to officially launch Arachnid 3D with some beta testers to uh, just kind of test out this process of connecting people um, and making sure that, you know, they get good connections that are, that the designs are working, the prints are working. Um, So through, um, October through probably the end of the year is going to be in this kind of ramping up beta testing phase um, and, then a, and then a full full launch come 2024. So, um, you know, if you're interested and you want to be a designer and a maker, um, reach out to me here through AscentFab in the chats or the Racknid3d.com chat as well. Um, you can email me at joe at ascentfab.com. And we can chat about, you know, different opportunities for you to showcase your work on Arachnid 3D. So um, some cool opportunities there. Um, I'm also, aside from uh, getting kind of wrapped up in the what well, Fab is doing over the next couple of weeks, um, to today heading out to the Boston area to go see RLP, um, to go talk about some silicone liner 3D printing and some other things. Um, and then next week I will be at the American orthotic and prosthetic association, uh, national conference in Indianapolis, um, the AOPA, uh, 2023 conference from Wednesday through, uh, through Saturday. So the AOPA conference is specific to the prosthetics and orthotics industry, There are continuing education courses that are there. Um, AOPA is a bit more focused on the manufacturing side of things and products and services that different companies offer, um, as well as getting out a lot of the education around um, how some of these products are being used within clinics uh, and a lot of the business side of uh, of the field itself. So I'll be attending some of those uh, courses. um, and then uh, actually working with Comb. Um, so Comb is uh, one of our partners at Ascent Fab. They have a 3D scanning solution through an iPhone 10 or newer using the front-facing camera. Um, really, really awesome scanner. I use it you know, pretty much weekly. And uh, we do a lot of scanning of the inside of prosthetic sockets, actually, and casts um, or the outside of casts um, we're within one to two millimeters of accuracy. Um, it is, it is super reliable, uh, very, very accurate for what we're, what we're using it for. Um, in some cases, you know, you might want just a little bit more accuracy if you're dealing with smaller features like a hand, um, you might need lower than one millimeter of accuracy. Um, so, you know, some other different scanners might be, um, you know, the, the scanner for you, um, so but uh but comb has been a wonderful uh tool for us to use. You can scan as an STL or an OBJ. Um an OBJ is nice because it gives color in that scan. So um, you know, you're able to actually put landmarks on certain things for you know us to look at a at Scent Fab from a clinical standpoint. Um and so you know we've been using comb um, for a couple of years now and having wonderful results, um, actually scanning the inside of sockets after we spray paint them matte black. Um, and then, you know, bringing that into Autodesk Mesh Mixer and manipulating that scan to get what we want out of it. Um, so I'm going to be giving a presentation through the comb workshop on, uh, Wednesday, I believe Wednesday afternoon. Um, and then just milling around the exhibit hall aside from the other courses that I'm going to be attending uh, and chatting with a bunch of the, the new, uh, you know, companies coming out with different um, software as a service. There's uh, Spentease, Proteers, Orton Shape, Fly FlyShape. Um, there's Mercuris. Uh, Mercuris has a new interesting uh, partnership with Opie. Um, Op is a database for um, for patient information and an EHR, uh, EMR platform, and um, you know interesting relationship there. Uh, there's a couple other EMRs in the field, Nimble uh, being one of them, um, and having this thought of you know directly integrating a a digital software within an EMR like that would be, would be interesting, you know, having those scans be directly held within the software, um, I think is useful for reimbursement purposes and being able to reference different scans over time. Um, and then, you know, obviously if you have the design capabilities right there in the software, trying to minimize the number of softwares that you're using throughout the day is definitely helpful. Um, you know, so it's an interesting relationship through Mercurus. Um, there are a couple other companies, uh, Rodin 4D and um, um, Rapid Plaster from PVA Med. Uh, don't forget about them as well. Very nice, simple design for um, prosthetic test sockets at the moment um, and and hopefully some new stuff in the future. Uh, so a couple different design softwares out there that we're all going to be chatting uh, and from our individual um you know thought processes around you know what this digital workflow should look like for prosthetics and orthotics. Um, so if you're going to AOPA, uh, definitely reach out to me uh through either the website uh or email or phone and uh you know let's let's meet up, let's chat uh about what's possible in uh in, in prosthetics and orthotics now. Um aside from that, our trainings are continuing to be on the rise. Um, after next week of being at AOPA, um, I'm going out to Charleston, South Carolina to be at Jameson prosthetics, Ben Jameson, uh, Ben and I have been doing uh, some work together in the past here for a couple different devices. And, um, he has an artillery sidewind directs too already. And, you know, he, we've been chatting about, you know, how does he, uh, you know, get into 3d printing and what does he use it for? Um, he does a lot of upper extremity, rolled silicone to himself. He's an awesome technician too, um, aside from being a clinician. And, um, you know, he he likes to have his hands involved with all these parts of the process, right? So he's one of these people who really likes to 3D print something. He would like to 3D print something himself. Um, so in this case, our training program over the course of two days I come on site to your location. Um, there's a there's an upfront fee as well as travel and accommodation reimbursement, um, but we bring you through the step by step process of going from a 3D scan to um, into Autodesk Mesh Mixer to clean up that scan um, and or just bring it directly into one of these other CAD modification softwares clinically for PNO specifically, um, doing your clinical modifications to it. And then uh, going into Autodesk Mesh Mixer to do a lot of this device design. Uh, The device design side of things is something that is, in my mind, very missing uh, right now from some of these different softwares. Um, It's getting there. And we're working with a couple of these companies to help them through that. Um, to get them more wrapped around the idea of vase mode 3D printing specifically, because uh, we've seen the the strongest prints come from vase mode 3D printing, um, specifically through the Filament Innovations uh, Icarus printer. And, um, you know, helping that CAD design side of things come along through Autodesk Mesh Mixer, a free software. Um, So that's nice to start to use that uh, to get your feet wet Are there are there some benefits of maybe having a higher end software like Geomagic Freeform um, or Autodesk Fusion 360 to work with? There could be some benefits um, in maybe the workflow is a little bit more straightforward. um, But in some ways, in my mind, it's not. Honestly, it's it's a way more engineering heavy software of, of Geomagic Freeform and Fusion 360. And I just I personally don't think it's the the best tool um, to use for these organically shaped um, objects because of a little bit of clunkiness with a lot of different options, um, but also just the cost. And, um, you know, the cost for getting into 3D printing when someone is kind of hesitant about learning and spending all this time invested into learning the digital workflow can be a big hurdle for people. So, you know, we're trying to help with that through our training process. We'll, we'll show you our processes within Autodesk Mesh Mixer. Uh, we will record all those sessions there. And we also have other recordings of myself doing these different designs. We have a step-by-step manual uh, that we give you as well. Um, and then all of our slicer profiles through uh, Slicer, another free software uh, slicer program. And then Simplify 3D as well. We use that quite often. Um, just a low low cost of that. I think it's $150 or something like that. Um, around that range, under $200. The, the new version might be a little bit higher. Um, but, you know, through these two programs, we will give you all of our slicer profiles um, so that you can be printing on day one. Um, we will also offer uh, the Artillery Sidewinder X2 included in that as a package. Um, So to get you started with a 3D printer that is usable out of the box, um, you don't have to modify any of that equipment to come up with some very nice printed products. Um, You know, just because the printer itself is valued at $300 doesn't mean that you're getting crappy prints because of it. Um, with, With thoughtful design processes, this design for additive manufacturing ideas, and getting into the slicing side of things and good materials management, um, you can have beautiful prints with uh, with very low cost hardware and free software. So if you're interested in, in you know, either furthering your game in um, 3D printing within your clinic or otherwise you're outside the prosthetics or orthotics industry and you wanna work with us on some 3D printer training, um, we will be doing so for the um, for the Black Belt 3D printer as well, a new conveyor belt 3D printer that we are um, actively selling and servicing, installation and and training services and ongoing troubleshooting support. Um, If you're looking for any of these other high-end 3D printers, Filament Innovations, we work with them a lot on their Icarus and Ares printers. reach out to us, you know, help, uh, let us help you get started or, you know, further your game in 3d printing. And, um, you know, it's, it's worked really well for 12 different sites across the country so far and, and counting. So, um, you know, we're really passionate about helping, uh, people empower themselves. You know, it's, uh, you know, just giving a man a fish for their dinner. You're teaching a man to fish, teaching a woman to fish, teaching, you know, men and women to, to 3d print, um, anyone, any age to 3d print, whether you're young or old, um, you, you absolutely can learn these, uh, these different tools. Uh, if you just kind of spend the time with us in a very concentrated manner over the course of a couple of days, and then there's ongoing troubleshooting and training support, uh, that is monthly, uh, on a monthly charge, and anything new that we come up with during those months, we automatically notify you. We tell you, hey, we have this new carbon fiber PolyPro from PP print, and we're printing some really, really uh, robust prosthetic sockets and ankle foot orthoses with this as well. Um, you know, hey, we're going to test this out with you. We'd love for you to try it out if you're interested. Here's the filament. Here's the, you know, build tack surface. Here's the PP bond that you need with it. Um, and here's a slicer profile, and this is how we go about the design process. So we step you through all those different options to get you started, um, you know, with, with new products as they come out from us. Um, another new product we got is a uh, our FastFlex flexible inner socket that is with the NGen Flex uh, TPU from ColorFab, um, which we will be getting more in stock soon. It's out of stock at the moment, but... I just printed this. I do want to highlight this. This is a above knee um, flexible inner socket that was printed in just over three and a half hours on the film innovations Kratos. So in vase mode, um, you know, really, really robust, uniform thickness, three millimeters, about 650 grams of material. Um, You know, we can have these these new devices come out uh, and implemented within our training sites um, as they come out. So if you're interested in training, interested in Arachnid 3D, uh, go check out arachnid3d.com. Check us out at ascentfab.com and uh, reach out to us today for your 3D printing and digital workflow needs. Uh, to finish it up today, our tech tip of the day, tech tip of the week uh, even is when you have a partially spooled filament, you know, say you've you've done a print and you have a partial amount on that spool... Once that spool runs out of the filament, save that spool so that you can then weigh the empty spool and then you can weigh other partially full spools of filament so that you can get the rest of the, um, the material printed in a certain print that will actually use that specific amount of material. So you can subtract the two weights um, get those those different weights to see, OK, I can print a small thing with this little amount of filament um, and just make sure that you're not running out of filament mid print Um, you know, having a filament sensor on your printer is definitely very helpful as well. Uh, but that's our tech tip. Save your uh, one of each empty spool for the materials that you use and uh, so that you can weigh it and get the amount of material on your partially full spool. So thanks again, everyone, for listening to the Fabrication Friday podcast. Uh, reach out to us to hear about this training, and uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks.